Uh, so the, the reading is from Ephesians 1, um, verses 3 to 7. That's right, isn't it? 3 to 7. Ephesians 1. Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in Christ. For he chose us in him before the creation of the world to be holy and blameless in his sight. In love, he predestined us to be adopted as his sons through Jesus Christ, in accordance with his pleasure and will, to the praise of his glorious grace, which he has freely given us in the one he loves. In him, we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins, in accordance with the riches of God's grace. I'll go to the end of the sentence. That he lavished on us with all wisdom and understanding. Amen. I'm always accused in my own church of walking around too much in the microphone, so I'll, I'll, try and, I'll try not to do that. Good morning. It's strange being here, uh, a sort of semi-sense, semi-deja vu, if you know what I mean. Um, for those of you who don't uh, don't know me, my name's Tim Story. I'm a, a vicar in a, in a place called Yately. Uh, we are uh, near uh, Camberley, which is right on the Surrey, Berkshire, uh, Hampshire border. In fact, when we go, I, I say when we go, when my wife goes to Tesco's, uh, you go through three counties to get to, to Tesco. Uh, that's not the most exciting thing about what's going on in my life. Um, <laughs> but uh, as you know, I, I, uh, I do have an alter ego playing with Laurie in the band. And if anybody wants to know anything, just come and see me later. Um, let's pray. Heavenly Father, in this passage, Paul writes to the Ephesians that he wants them to have the spiritual blessings. He wants them to know all that you are wanting to pour upon them. So, Father, our prayer today is that you open our hearts, open our lives, open us to receive from you every spiritual blessing that you're wanting to pour on us today. Father, make us ready to receive. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Um, I have one of the loudest sneezes on the planet. Um, when I'm at New Wine, when I sneeze, people three fields away shout, bless you. Um, and, and it's funny because we always say that thing about, about bless you. I mean, I didn't know that, uh, uh, that, that Pancake Day originated uh, around here. Quarter to three, did you say it was? 1445, yeah, that's quarter to three. Um, so, uh, you know, I, I, uh, as you may well know, that the term bless you when somebody sneezes is about the fact that they might have the plague. Uh, and it's asking God's blessing upon them that they may not get the plague. Well, it's probably not that relevant these days in terms of that. But one of the things I want to ask the question this morning is about what do we mean by blessing? Uh, because Paul begins this letter to the Ephesians talking about blessing. Uh, and the first uh, slide, if we can have the first slide, he begins by saying, blessed be the God and Father. Yep, uh, praise be. Yeah, I'm, I'm using, I'm using the, the, the new imperative version. Um, so, so it says, praise to the God and Father, our Lord Jesus Christ. God has blessed us in the heavenly places. In other words, God doesn't sit there and go, oh, I can't be bothered. He says, I want to bless them. Um, I'm not going to go with the thing, oh, there's a lion. Um, I, I'm not going to go to the, to the thing about saying, um, uh, you know, predestination. I'll leave Laurie to that. You can have that. But there is a blessing that he says in this verse. The first blessing, there's a series of blessings that he says. And the first blessing is holiness. Holiness. 
blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing. So the next verse goes on to talk about the blessing of holiness. God has blessed us. You and I are holy, not because of ourselves, not because of anything we can do, but because of what Jesus has done for us on the cross. He's taken away all the sin and he's blessed us with that holiness. And that's the purity that only God can give. And it's that purity that God gives us. The first thing is the blessing of of holiness. The, The next verse, hopefully... Yep. For he chose us before the creation. Yeah, as I say, I'll leave that one to Laurie. Um, predestined us. But he says that, that he has predestined us to be adopted. Not only has he made us holy, he has uh, made us adopted children of God. You know at Christmas, every time that John reading at Christmas where he says, to those who believed, he gave the right to become children. We have all the rights of children. Now, you may look at your kids and go, don't go on the rights uh, path with me, sunshine, when they say it's my human right to have that bar of chocolate. No, he says that we have the rights as children to inherit, to inherit all the stuff that he wants to give to us. So we have the blessing of holiness, have the blessing of adoption. And then we have the blessing, are, are these my slides? I don't think they are my slides. They were... <laughs> This is great. We'll work on this. Yeah. So the third one, he says, is the blessing of redemption. We have this thing that we have been redeemed. We have been rescued. The holiness, the adoption. God has taken us from a place of absolute no hope. And he's redeemed us. He has rescued us. And there is that sense of redemption. The grace of God knows no bounds. He redeemed even me. He redeems us. Then you have the blessing of a future. There is, a, 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 we'll perhaps dash through these slides if they manage to find them. But the blessing of a future that he says, I've got a plan for you. And he says, I've got this blessing which is holiness. You are holy because of me. You are adopted. You have redemption. And now you have the, the blessing of a holiness, uh, of a future, which means that your path through life and my path through life is planned by God. And it doesn't matter whether we are young or old. God knows what is going on and he says, I have a plan and you're going to follow it. We might fall off the path every now and again. God uses that to bring us back into line to be the place in the places where he wants us. And the final sense in this, in this passage is he gives us the blessing of eternity. Oh, brilliant. Right, so blessing of holiness, blessing of adoption. Keep going blessing of redemption and then the blessing of a future so the mystery of his will according to his purposes he's got a purpose for us and then finally we have don't get finally that I'm going to shut up in a moment sorry just blessing of a future and then he says the blessing of eternity the next slide please there you are to unite all things in heaven and things on earth there is this amazing sense that Paul says as he begins this letter to this church in Ephesus, he says, look at it all. Look at what you've got. Here's the five of them together. So next slide has has the five of them together. Say, look at this. This is why we worship. This is why we worship. Because we've got all this. We've got all this. We've got the spiritual blessings that, that are there. The blessing of holiness, adoption, redemption, future, eternity. Do you feel blessed? Oh, gosh, isn't that the great the way the church goes? Yes, we do. We feel so totally blessed. You know, we jolly well should be. We should be living in that excitement that says, um, uh, you know, we're blessed. 
Can I, I mean, I want to ask you a question. I'd love to ask that row of people up there, the, the one from the back, have you any idea what that is? <laughs> Do you know what this is? They're looking at me going, A checkbook. Do you know what a check is? Do you know what you do with a check? Yes. What an enlightened bunch they are around here. Yeah. Do you know, the other week my wife said, I've got to write a check and I can't remember how. No, seriously. She had to write a check. My, my daughter had to, uh, it, was, it was actually my daughter said, I've got to send a check to somewhere and I, I haven't got a checkbook. I don't know, you know. And... There is something here about the fact that the checkbook says, I've got money somewhere, and I'm, if I write this, I give it to someone, and that money goes from me to them. And the, the, the reality is, is actually we're not sure because God has got those blessings, and we've got the check, but we're not quite sure how to cash it. I, I this, is, this is completely red herring, but, but when I was a kid, my family went on holiday to France. And um, my father, this was the days of traveller's checks. So he went into a bank, and it was the best piece of franglais I've ever heard. Because he went, voulez-vous, cachet sets check. <laughs> cachet means to hide. Will you hide this check yet? Yeah. Anyway, that's, that's totally irrelevant. So the question I want to say this morning is, okay, so we've got these spiritual blessings. What does it look like? So next slide, please. I have a job which involves me praying blessings upon people. You know, I bless uh, services, weddings, funerals, baptisms. Not funerals ter terribly much. It's a bit late then. I pray a blessing that their life will improve. And I pray, to the, I pray that God will bless them. Now, the thing is, is I pray for, for couples when they, they get married. And I really, really, really want God to bless them. And I really want their marriage to be a success. And sometimes it isn't. And that's reality. So does that mean my blessing wasn't up to much? Or does it mean that, well, I don't know what it means. Because I, I ask myself, well, what am I doing? So, here's another one. Um, little children, this is the verse um, in, in, in Matthew 19. Next slide, please. Little children brought to Jesus. He let, placed his hands on them and prayed for them. I pray for children when I baptise them. I pray God's blessing upon them. Amazingly, they go home and they're still little beggars. I mean, that's the reality about people. And the blessing that we pray... Is, is something which we need to ask ourselves, what do we mean by blessing? You know, they don't become necessarily better behaved children. We've got this thing of how do we transfer the reality of what God is wanting to bless us with, every spiritual blessing, with actually what's going on. And here again, next slide, is here are these, uh, the, oh sorry, there was, there was supposed to be one in between, but not to worry. This is something that Jesus said. He said, blessed are the poor in spirit. Blessed, we call them the, the Beatitudes, the beautiful sayings. Because actually, we're saying, what does Jesus mean? Because blessed are the poor in spirit. Oh, that's great, I'm poor in spirit. I don't feel very blessed at the moment. What do we mean by that? Let's just unpack this very, very slightly. Next slide, please, I think should emphasize because he says very specifically, blessed are, 
for theirs is, blessed are, will be, blessed are, will inherit, are, will be filled. In other words, he says, if you are blessed now, if you are poor in spirit now and you know it, then God is going to do something. It's about our awareness, blessing in this case. Jesus is saying, if you are aware that you're poor in spirit, if you are aware of your place before God, then God can do stuff. So those who are mourning at the moment, if they take that mourning before God and say, Lord, I am really mourning at the moment, he says, no, you will be comforted. He promises. But it's that blessing. It's not about getting the goodies here and now, which is what we always assume. You know, the blessing is is about blessing, but not in the way that we think of it. So we need to understand what is going on. You know, Jesus, in one of the other translations, he says, happy are you if. Now, people who are mourning don't tend to be very happy. But he's saying you can be inwardly happy because you know that you will be comforted. Because if you know that God is there for you, then it will be okay. So in Ephesians, I'm going to nick this. I don't know whether anybody's preaching this in a, in a, in a, a few weeks' time, but I'm going to just zip to Ephesians 3 for a moment because Ephesians 3 is one of my favourite chapters in the whole Bible. Ephesians 3 says, begins with, For this reason I kneel before the Father from whom his whole family in heaven and on earth derives its name. It's the start of Paul's blessing of prayer for blessing for the Ephesians. And he says, I begin on my knees in front of God. I don't start with, I'm going to do a very powerful um, waving my hands around and shouting blessing. He says, I begin on my knees before God. This spiritual blessing, it can only come from him. So that's where I begin. He seeks it from God who is the source of all blessing. And when we pray blessing on others, the first thing we have to say is it's not coming from me. I I do... um, Uh, surprise wedding congregations because I actually say just to let you know I can't do this wedding yeah I've got one of these I've got the entitlement say I can sign a document I can't join these people I've got no capacity to how can I do that I can't grab the inward soul of one and glue it to the inward soul of the other I can't do that I can only kneel before God and pray his blessing upon them that they will know that the inheritance in Christ of all these things. We cannot do it ourselves. We can't reach out and grab it. We've got to get on our knees and ask God to give it to us. So next slide. Next slide. Next slide. A reminder. If we want to know this holiness, if we want to know this adoption, redemption, future, and eternity, we don't do it by just standing there going, I've got it all. We do it by getting on our knees and saying, Lord, fill me with this. Fill me with this sense of your blessing. Fill me with what this means. In other words, cash the check. Send me the goodies. So next slide, Paul goes on of his desire for the Ephesians. I pray that out of his glorious riches, God's got a big bank account, God of his glorious riches, he may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. He says, I want you to know this pouring out, this abundance of God's blessing upon you. 
It's in tune with the Beatitudes. The thing about here and now, however hard you are feeling, if you turn to God and open yourselves up to him, that's how you will receive the spiritual blessings. You won't get them by thinking about it. You won't get it by well-being courses. You won't get it by all sorts of mumbo-jumbo. You get it by turning and kneeling before God and saying, I, I, I need that. But it's not a one-off. Go back to John, John chapter 15. John 15 says this, new slide. I feel like Sir Patrick Whitty at this moment. Remain in me and I will remain in you. There's that gluing thing. Um, I don't know whether any of you have seen the new Avatar film. It's amazing, but the, whichever Avatar film you've seen, if you've seen it, you know there's that thing where they have this oneness with, with the, the horse-like creatures, the fly, and it's a thing that they take their ponytail and they, and they fuse together. And the idea is that they don't have to give instructions because they become one in mind. And, and this may be slightly heretical, but actually, if Jesus had been around today, he, he might have said, I'm the good avatar horse thing. Um, in other words, just get yourself so that you and I are one in thinking. We have this unity of thought so that we are constantly receiving the goodness that is coming through. Jesus says this about the vine, remain in me and I will remain in you. In John 14, next slide please, he says, on that day you will realise that I am in my Father, you are in me, I am in you. There is a unity. So if we want to receive this blessing, there's something about, we've got to make sure we're, we're connected. You know, there is this, <coughs> excuse me, there is this somehow idea that we can come on, on a Sunday and we can get this, the goodies, and somehow it's like the it's like um, it's like the rechargeable batteries. During the week, it gradually ebbs out. Whereas Jesus is saying, "Stay continually connected to me." You know, I'd love to see how many of us feel we're blessed by God on a Friday, or even a Saturday, because we're actually expecting God this one one thing, but we're not connecting the rest of the time. Jesus is very, very clear that if we want to know this spiritual blessing, we've got to get, stay connected to him no matter what. And the more we, we hold back, the more the barriers that we put in the way, the more we unplug ourselves and say, no, I can't be bothered. You know, Paul's desire for the Ephesians in chapter 3 is very much about, I want you to know the fullness. I want you to know the absolute fullness so this asks the question, I'm asking the question, how do we know this? What does this look like? What does God want to do with our lives when he's got it? Um, next slide. I think it's the word abundance. It's the word abundance. Um, it, this is about um, 15 years ago. I was in France with my daughter. Uh, having a, She'd just done a GCSEs and we had a daddy-daughter break. And it was incredibly hot. It was one of those days when it was swelteringly hot and we went and had our lunch by the side of this waterfall. And you have this thought, I know what I want to do. I want to go and stand under it. And I am hot. It's cool over there. I know what. I didn't because uh, the, 
well, probably I'd have been arrested, but it was also actually about the fact that it probably would have blown me away because it was a very powerful waterfall. But I wanted to receive that blessing by standing in the right place. You know, God wants to fill us with an abundance. Abundance is the word throughout the Bible. John 10, verse 10, my favorite verse in the whole Bible. I've come that they might have life and have it in abundance. Not just any old wishy-washy life, a life full of abundance, a full of blessing. And I wonder how many of us here this morning are going, I want that. I want that. Why am I not getting it? You know, we think there's a limit as to what we can cope with. There probably is, because if God actually did everything, we'd, uh, we'd just explode. Go back to Ephesians verse Ephesians 3, next slide, and we have verse 17 tonight, uh, 16, 17, where Paul actually says to them, I want you to know this fullness. I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, vine reference, may have power together with all the saints to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ and to know this love that surpasses knowledge that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. Now, I've always been told when you write an essay that you keep sentences short. Paul gets excited at this moment and writes a very long sentence. But he's so excited. He wants them to know just how amazing this is. I've got a little bit of a visual representation of this, which we're going to watch a moment. I can wait, he says. I'm very good at waiting. And he certainly is. <laughs> That's naughty. Meanwhile, back in the hallway, well, here we are. Oh, is it just me? Or are things getting a little bit tense? Yes! That's a real apple drenching 6.4! Woof! You know when you've been tangoed. Maybe spiritual blessing is not quite like that, but it's that sense of, I want it all. And what is the important thing in that is that you've got to lie in the right place. You know, the, the blessing is not the problem. God's blessing is not the problem. John 10 verse 10 that we, we go back to. Uh, after, you know, there's the, there's the things that Paul said to the Ephesians. Next slide, John 10 verse 10. I've come that they may have life to the full. Jesus doesn't want to hold back on the blessing on you. That, that's not God's going, oh, I can't be bothered to give him all that today. Or, no, you don't deserve it. Or you've got sin. Or you've got this. Or you didn't do that. That's not the way God works. He has got that blessing and he wants to pour it upon you. You see, abundant life is not about doing things. It's about being being in the awesome life and love of God. Go back to this waterfall, this picture. You know, it is about standing in the right place. Um, if ever you um, remember New Wine when it used to be down at, uh, at Shepton Mallet, going back a few years, the showers, they were the sort of ones you had to run around to get wet. You know, and you, you have this. Our next, <laughs> our next door neighbour live in the most amazing house. I mean, it is 1350. It's even older than, uh, than Shrove Tuesday. And they, they, they live in this absolutely incredible house. Uh, and um, they told, we went round there for, for, for a meal the other night, and they said, we've got a new bathroom. And we went to this new bathroom, and it is gorgeous. Straight out of, straight out of. So the only problem is, is the shower doesn't work. 
And I'm thinking, but isn't that the whole point of a bathroom? <laughs> and um, actually, you know, that's, that's sometimes we have this thing, God, why is the shower not working? Why? It's about us standing in the right place. And if we stand in the right place, God will pour that abundance upon us. Not We know about having our sins washed away. We began the service with that sense that, that, that God has already done that. We had that, that real sense that God's got a, a, a plan for us. Uh, and, and Johnny leading us in, the, in that Superman song. I, I, I must admit, I, I, I thought I'd come into an Oasis concert for a moment, actually. Um, it was... It was um, you know, God is there for us. It's great. It's fantastic. And somehow there's this disconnect between that which we know that the creedal song is right. We've got all that and the reality. And what God says is, will you stand in the right place? If you stand in the right place, you'll understand an abundance of this. Not a dribble. You'll be tangoed by God. You'll experience these things. Let's go back to our, uh, uh, our, our thing. It's not a small bit of holiness. It's the abundance of God's holiness. In the Bible, when, whenever their word is repeated three times, it means absolutely. So when it says God is holy, we know God's holy. When it says God is holy, holy, we know God is very holy. When it says holy, 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 it is saying that God is absolute perfection, holiness. And that's the holiness he wants to pour out on you. He wants to pour out on you that sense of adoption so you don't have this feeling, I'm, I'm, I'm somehow adrift from everything else. He wants you to know that you are redeemed and the sin that you think, oh, I wish I hadn't done that, God's going, I don't remember it, it's gone. Buried in the deepest sea. Far as the east is from the west, as the psalmist says. That's how far he separates our sins. He wants you to know that absoluteness. He wants you to know the blessing that you've got a plan in your life that God is going to take you along this plan and you have got something to look forward to. And no matter how rubbish life feels at the moment, however awful you're wrestling with this or wrestling with that, he has got a future for you. And believe me, I'm preaching this to myself as much as I'm preaching it to you. Because it's real for all of us. Don't think you having one of these ex excludes you from rubbish in life. God has got a future and ultimately he's got eternity for you. You know, this abundance, can we just, next slide please. This abundance, if ever you see that abundance of flowers, I remember it in a French town once, that, that almost overwhelms you. That's what he wants to do. He wants to overwhelm you with the abundance of this blessing. Paul wants so much of this. So, last few slides. Firstly, Paul's prayer. He wants them to, to know the full blessing. He wants them to know God's power, and he wants them, God, them to know God's strength. Secondly, he wants them to experience the color of life. Next slide, please. He wants them to experience the abundance of that life. That's what he's praying for for the Ephesians. Why, to what purpose, if we are open to God... If we allow him total and free reign, if we stand in that place and say, Lord, I'm just going to stand here. It's not, it's not a physical place. It's a place that we all know in our hearts where that looks like. It's that moment of total surrender to God that we say, whatever it is, I stand in this place. Please pour this abundance upon me. And why? Now to him who is able to do... Oh, sorry, can you go back one, please? 
It was that verse I just wanted. Can you go back? Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine according to his power that is at work within us. In other words, he says, if you stand in that right place, if you receive all these spiritual blessings, I was going to say goodness knows. Yeah, God knows what he can do in you and through you. God may be calling one of you here today to some new ministry. He may be calling you to church leadership. He may be calling you to serve people in the community in a way that only you can. They are not different. Having one of these things is nothing special, I promise you. We just happen to be people that God's called to this role. If you're a teacher, God's called you to be a teacher. If God's called you to be a dustman, uh, a dust person, I don't know what, sorry, I don't know what you're supposed to say these days. But whatever he's calling you, he is calling you to be because that's the abundance It's standing in the right place. Next slide, please. We are called to stand in the right place and raise our arms and just let God do it. So what does it mean to pray a prayer of blessing over someone? Next slide. It is about standing in the right place. Next slide. It's about saying to them, be blessed. What difference does it make? Well, I think it's my prayer is for the child, my prayer for the married couple, is that they will stand in a place where they can receive everything that God wants for them. Grace, you know, the the cheesy but good acronym, God's riches at Christ's expense. God wants to pour out that, his riches on you and I, but we need to be open to receive it. It doesn't matter um, you know, uh, my, I've got, I've got uh, two curates and, and I was talking with them about priesthood. And I was saying, so what does it mean to you? And they're going, not a clue. And, and I said, good, because it's taken me 30 years and I still don't know either. We don't, just because we get, did you know when they become priests, they can go from uh, us to you. In other words, they can pray a blessing on you rather than on us all. Um, the authority is given to them by the church to do that. But that prayer is that actually it comes to the authority and say, will you, will you, will you, I'm praying the authority on me that you will stand in the right place to receive that blessing from God. It's a prayer to be open, to understand what God is doing. It's a prayer to have that deep-rooted desire to be ready to receive. And it's a prayer that we would just get tangoed by God we will completely be deluged in the abundance of his grace.